Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Praise Satan and welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. Praise Satan. Praise his unholy name. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes, we're diving into it, uh, uh, into our uh, Satanism. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have to move this, uh, my pillows around here. Yes. <laughs> I have to rearrange. Re- I'm not used to sitting in this chair like this, but you were just recording your other podcast, yes. Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless Self-Promotion. We, um, Art Time of the Month with Miss Wendy and yes. Joe. Um, yes, yes, so Wendy had the chair set up differently than what I'm used to sitting in, so I, I didn't rearrange it. Anyways, yes. Sorry. Uh, yes, You're so drinking water. I am. I'm having water because I'm going out tonight to see Miss Coco Peru. Ah, Coco Peru. Yes, yes, at the uh, Martinis Above Fourth, and you have to spend uh, a certain amount of money there. Like, I already spent, like, 50 bucks for the ticket, and mm-hmm. then on top of it, you have to buy enough, like, food and drink to cover, like, a minimum cost. Mm. So I'm just having some water because I'll have wine there later. Wow, places have, like, that have a two-drink minimum? Yeah. Oh. Or more. Or, or it's, like, a $25 minimum or something in food. Oh. Like, you just have to spend, you know, so... So I'm just having some water right now because I'll be drinking later mm-hmm. at, the, at the show. All right. I love Miss Coco Peru. She's really funny. Yes. She's got those uh, hilarious videos where she goes to like Walmart or Kmart or she goes looking for Panettone and she has that, you know, her New York accent. It's wonderful. Uh, she was on the most recent episode of uh, of uh, Will and Grace. Oh, was she? Yes. Oh, okay. you haven't I, seen it yet. No, so, I haven't seen it. Yet. But I yes. was watching a couple weeks ago. If you earlier. watch, um, if you watch the most recent episode, um, we're recording this in the past, obviously, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's on the most recent episode. She has All a right. she has a fun Don't part. Look. Okay, I have to. She's look like that. uh, she's uh, in love with Will for a lot of it. So uh, okay, because she was on it many years ago in boy yeah, in boy drag. As she gets ready. She yeah. changes into into uh into coco so anyways that's we're already way off track here today we're discussing uh this is just a this is like a little uh fright school recap episode uh looking at the chilling adventures of sabrina sabrina uh but first joe you've been gone you went to you went to guam i went to guam i did it? it was fantastic it was so nourishing for the soul to go back home and lovely to experience my culture and to you know spread the good word of fright school yeah um to everybody <laughs> you know are we are we going to be like a big hit on WAM now? I like don't know. Maybe <laughs> a, a, a lot of people I talked to were not a fan of uh, scary. Ho- scary horror yeah. films. Um, I did go to a Halloween themed drag show, which was oh, great. How fun. The only drag show on Guam, and it was, it was interesting because it was like I, it wasn't as spooky as I thought it was going to be, but they did have like elements. They had in this, they it was not really a video bar, but they did have. Um, videos playing and it was just like this montage of different moments where there's like jump scares and women screaming so you know that was that was really great how fun Uh, thoughts of fun you sent us a card which i got it's lovely it's in the hallway yes you know and you talked about how do you say it again so uh in the card um in the card it mentions the uh the tautomotnas 
and the Tatamotna means like the the original people in English. That's the Chamorro word for it. But what it what like the the actual translation is that the Tatamonas are the spirits of our ancestors, um, okay. our ancestors that are like pre-colonial Spain ancestors, colonial Spain and some pre-colonial Spain ancestors, the indigenous people. And on Guam, there's this the this is this is related because it's spooky um, on Guam. Anytime you enter a jungle area or an area that's like overgrown or you're going to like disturb some sort of like un like anything that looks undeveloped, you must ask permission from the ancestors to be there. Um, because if you do not ask permission from the ancestors, they will make you sick. Like they will harm you in some sort of way. So it's a way for us to, you know, respect the land and respect our and respect our heritage. But it's also a way for us to make sure that we don't get sick. And huh. and um, my 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 family, uh, like my dad, other cousins and things, we have some. There's some really interesting stories of things that happened to them where, you know, something happened where they did something at, or they were not paying attention in some sort of way um and the ancestors like had like afflicted them in in a very bad way and then uh you know you have to figure that out and which yeah. is interesting because guams are also really catholic so you would think those things would be at odds but a lot of these a lot of these beliefs kind of like run concentrically with uh run parallel to like regular cath- uh, Catholic beliefs. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. There's always, like, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a way to marry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about, like, or you just know, cognitive dissonance. Uh, <laughs> or, just co- or, you know, just, you know, uh, like Yoruba. Just completely ignore. Um, a lot of, like, Yoruba, Vudan yeah. culture. Okay. It, it marries, uh, like, it marries that kind of, like, Yoruba tradition with, like, Catholicism and. Mm-hmm. And even in Mexico with uh, Santa Muerte, you know, there's always this kind of like uh, amalgamations of how the indigenous cultural beliefs also marry with like church iconography and stuff. But in in this way, it has nothing to do with that. So if you ever see me where I'm like, if people who know me and have been with me in a nature context here in, in America, in the mainland, um, I'm always like really respectful when I go into nature and I'm very quiet. I try not to make a lot of noise because that's what you're taught when you're a kid mm. is like, don't disturb things, be really respectful of, of the land. So the card that I sent was a Halloween card that had a picture of a laddie stone, which is the, it's the ancient structures that our ans- my ancestors built, um, uh, built their homes on top of, and it had like a jack-o'-lantern. And it was just like, you know, happy Halloween, be careful because there's a lot of tatsumonos running around. And I was like, oh, the- I can explain this to Joshua when I get back because he'll totally appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. See, look at that fright school. We're just, we're so educational. Exactly. So we're words, international. We're, mul- we're international. We're multicultural. We're yes. bisexual. We're serving. <laughs> we're yeah. serving it. Yes, serving we're, all of the things. All of it. Um, awesome. So tell us, tell the listeners about Gore Fest. Oh, it was fun. You know, I'm always so sad when it's over. It's mm-hmm. so depressing. Like you know, as Halloween ends and you know the holidays get here, it's just so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love you because uh, it's just like people are the exact opposite. They are know, like so getting happy. ready for yeah. they're getting ready. There, people already like I was at Target last night and and this woman it was like they we're just about to close. I just needed some essentials and this woman was buying like all the Christmas stuff. She was like had stockings and hand towels and I'm like dang girl like she's ready. She's, she's ready. ready to go. Yeah, uh, it was a blast. We had a really great time. Again, it was uh, it was also our 10th anniversary party, so it was very not for Gorefest, but like 
for uh, Jeff and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the eighth year for Gorefest. Uh, so like friends of ours, you know, made this beautiful cake with like us dead on it, mm-hmm. de- skeletonized, reaching for each other from the grave. It was very lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> we, they we know have, their audience. Yeah, they do. We have the like. The it was also like friend. a chocolate cheesecake or something. Yeah, it was like that. delicious. It was a New York style like just cheesecake. New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. <laughs> uh, cheesecake, uh, but it was covered in like dark chocolate and chocolate gravestones and the chocolate coffins and all it was it was just it was very delicious um but overall no it was a lot of fun we uh we had a lot of people here kind of throughout the night it was kind of what i expected because usually we throw the party pretty far away from halloween Mm -hmm. but this year it, it was on the 27th and like everybody and their mother was throwing a halloween party yeah so you know a lot of people were just kind of stopping in and and you know saying hello and then you know, hop into the next party. A lot of people came late at night. We were like the last party. They went to the other ones and then came here to be really drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to just lay on the couch and stare at the, the TV uh, screen. As it was like uh, watching like horror musicals. Right, yeah, which was very interesting because usually every year, you know, we play stuff and it mostly stays in the background. Like that is kind of the point. It's not, I, I don't throw a movie watching Halloween party. It's just I, we've always themed it around a certain, you know, type of movie whether it's a sci-fi movie or it's like we did all like the bride of chucky and bride of frankenstein and bride of the reanimator you know like every year we have you know like that so this year was all about horror musicals because that's like our great love is music and horror and Mm -hmm. that's the best way to like marry them plus one of our early first dates was to see repo the genetic opera yes road show where we met like the director was there and the the grave robber and co-writer he Mm -hmm. wrote the show terrence uh, zubnik I don't think I'm saying that right, but Darren Lynn Bowsman was the director. So, like, that was one of our early dates was was that. So, it just kind of was the perfect coalescence for this party to revolve around horror musicals. But, we, you know, so we have them playing in the living room, and people were, like, sitting actually watching them. You know, what they were watching Repo the Genetic Opera, even though nobody knew what the hell was going on in it. People kept stopping and asking me, like, what is this movie about? Uh why is Sarah Brightman peeling her face off? Right, like, like what is happening? Uh, Paris Hilton's face. Oh, yes, Paris Hilton. Why yeah. is she peeling her face off? Um, Sarah Brightman's ripping her eyeballs out. Um, but then I, we put in Little Shop of Horrors, and that was really funny because there was a couple people in the room who had never seen it. Yes. <laughs> and they were also, like, already pretty toasty. Yeah, and... they were toasty, but they were into it. They were, like, feeling it. And, like, you know, it's early on in the movie when, like, you know, Seymour sings Grow For Me in the little plant, and he cuts himself and, like, you know, go, like he realizes that, oh, it, it, feeds, it lives on blood. And this girl who's sitting in there, she's like, it eats blood? <laughs> like, she... <laughs> Like freaked out when she it started no to when idea when Audrey two started to move she was like ah it's yeah, moving yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like hey, it's going to talk too just wait like she couldn't believe it she's like it's singing now oh my god it eats people like I mean she was freaking out like it was like the best that's like the thing I'm gonna remember for the whole night is like standing in the room and this girl it eats blood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. It was so good. Oh, it was hysterical. I'm like, oh, my gosh. How have you never seen Little Shop before? But she was like two years old. You know? No, she was at least she 21. She was a young and she was But young. she was young. And I was just, but still, I mean, I, I just thought like that was just sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. must watch for yes. every human has to see. You were Little beat for Shop. the gods. You were beat. You had the. Yeah, I was doing like a Rob Zombie thing, but it was melting off all night. Like my whole forehead was completely blank by the end of the <laughs> night. 
because <laughs> I was wearing a hat and I had all of this like rock and roll stuff on. It was burning up, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a really, really fun party. Yeah, so we were we just like finished really cleaning up from it. Today. Yeah, I I walked in today and I was like, damn, they really like it's as if yeah. Halloween never happened here. Yeah, we were kind of slowly because we have like the housekeepers coming and all this stuff, and Jeffrey just like, oh, let's just clean it up. If it were up to me, it'd stay up mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. like we until it absolutely had to come down, you know, because we do put up you know our black or our white and black Christmas tree. Yes, our monochromatic Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we are going to do that again this year. And Jeff brought some, uh, found some really cute horror horror nemesis. Horror nements. <laughs> <laughs> it's like death and you know Krampus and something else, some kind of skeleton thing. I don't know, but I uh, love it. I yeah, love it. it's wonderful. So I mean, we will put that up. But if yeah, if it's up to me, I would I would leave it up a lot longer. But we have to mow the lawn, so we have to put all the gravestones away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, it's just. Always, always sad when it's gone. But now I have to look forward to it now. You know, three hundred and sixty some odd more days till yes. next Halloween, <laughs> and then even fewer days till uh, horror, scary Christmas. So yeah, exactly, very true. And I, I, it was a lot of fun too. Afterwards, we went. We, I took the morning off from work. Jeff took the morning wor- on Thursday, and we went and we just like raided some of the shops. They were having fifty to eighty percent off sales, so mm-hmm. we bought a whole bunch more shit for next year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, scary Christmas this year is going to be really interesting because I have to have a surgery. I have to have my mouth. Uh, a surgery? Yeah. A surgery? surgery. Yeah. I'm addicted to the knife. Uh, I have to have my wisdom teeth pulled because I still have them. And I'm going to do that. Oh, around. is that why you're so wise? <laughs> exactly. Uh, You'll be like the rest <laughs> no, of us. That's my soon. hair, the long hair. <laughs> yes. All my, all my uh, knowledge and wisdom and powers and that. But yeah, I have to have my wisdom teeth pulled. So I will like be suffering all through the holidays uh as one does that seems appropriate exactly so <laughs> i mean like wisdom teeth surgery and you know holidays with your family is about the same pain yeah, threshold that's what i imagine you both you, you need oxy for both so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> wine and 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 vicodin or whatever they'll give me i'll take it awesome <laughs> anyway so yes halloween's over for another year very very sad but uh you know, it was a really good one. This was a really, really fun October. You know, my mom visited. We went to Not Scary Farm a bunch and, mm-hmm. you know, saw lots of great scary movies and uh, had a wonderful party. So here's here's to 10 more years of that and 10 and 10 and 10 again. And 10 and 10 and 10 until, <laughs> until in perpetuity. In perpetuity. So, uh, yeah, then let's uh, discuss what we came We said this was going to be a short episode, but it's fast becoming a full-length Fright School episode. So, oh, Don't worry. You're welcome. You get, you get, you, you're, you're very welcome. You're very listener. welcome, folks. Uh, <laughs> they were like, they see it's like an hour, and they're like, why? Why they said it was going to be short? And yeah. I'm like, well, no. Yeah. We had a lot to catch up on, okay? We did. So, anyways, we... Our next uh, set of films are all going to be witch movies. We're talking about witches. So we thought it'd be fun to kick it off by discussing, uh, sort of like we did at the beginning of this with the XX, something that's kind of come out of Mm -hmm. feminist horror. So this is kind of very similar, something that has come out of all the witch lore up until this point with a Netflix release of the new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. What What do you think? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I love a good campy romp too. Yeah. And it, it the guy who created it also is the guy who did Riverdale, you know, so it just makes complete sense that it it has that same tone. It has that same kind of like the the it has this like 
Do you watch Riverdale? I because I don't. I, don't I used that. to watch River. I haven't. I'm not caught up okay. on the. This is the third so you season. Saw, like, the first season or something. I saw the first season of Riverdale. I think this is the second season of Riverdale. I'm not sure. I whatever season I think it's it is. Three is coming. I think out they're on the third season, and I think it's season two that's on. Um, that's on uh Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not caught up. I'm not. I, I just thought like when I was first watching it, I just thought it was completely fascinating how they managed to like create this. How do you go dark for like a character like Archie Andrews? You know, <laughs> like yeah. how do you go dark with uh, Archie and the and the and that gang? And then they did it in a very like in a very interesting way. And it's you know it's it's something it's everything that we've seen before. It's like you know angsty teens and a murder mystery like we CW. It's yeah. very much like a formula we've seen. But just do the, you think I would like that? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. It's not spooky by any means. It's very much like a murdery thrillery type film. Mm. A type of type of show. type yeah. of show. Um, I think you might eye roll at a lot of things just because some of the some of the things that are very heavy handed in Sabrina are like e- equally, if not more so, in Riverdale. Okay. So you know, just depends. But like, like I always go like my example is like they have Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats are part of the Archie universe, yeah. so they they're in Riverdale. And like she just like it's like every line that comes out of her mouth is like a pussycat pun. <laughs> just like uh, beat it. Little no, be yeah, just beating yeah. the dead horse with it. She's uh, t- she's a musician though. Like, she's a musician. Like it's what like, kind of band are they on the? They're show? like a rocky pop band because oh, they play okay. their own instruments, oh, but okay. they also have like a really pop sound. But it's like three black girls, like it's three women of color, and she's the mayor's daughter, and the mayor is Robin Givens. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, one, we're giving Robin Givens work. Two, we made her the mayor of Riverdale. Like, I'm all in on those aspects. Then you have, like, um, you have, like, Kevin, who is the son of the sheriff, but he's, like, openly gay and no one has a problem with it. Like, that's, those are the elements that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. It's, all right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to uh, yes. Pride School Riverdale. <laughs> uh, have a good time. No, <laughs> We'll see you next time. Right. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really didn't have any interest. Like, I mean, I have no interest in, like, the Archie universe outside of Sabrina. Yeah. You know, and really, I mean, I, I watched the the 90s Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina, the mm-hmm. Teenage Witch, not regularly at all. I think I've actually watched more of it now as an adult than I did when I was, like, a teenager, just because of the same, you know, some of, like, the really hokey things yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i do i enjoy it I, I absolutely like i'm not at all against sabrina and i if it's on tv i'll watch it sometimes i'll put it on on netflix or amazon or Hulu, whatever the hell it's on yeah <laughs> i don't know anymore i just flip through all three until i find what i'm like looking exactly for. it's like uh um, where is it but uh i I really wanted to watch this because I read the comic series that it's based on after like the Archie afterlife. And then they did the chilling adventures of Sabrina mm-hmm. and I, it was so dark and weird and kind of created a world that I really got into for like witch stuff, you know? So I was really excited to watch this and we did, we kind of, we power watched like five or six episodes the day after the party, mm-hmm. su- that Sunday, Sunday, the 28th. So last mm-hmm. week, and then watch a couple more episodes the next day, and then we just wrapped it up um, last night. Yeah, finished it. Yeah, Ooh, just yeah. time for okay. to, to to talk about it. So today. it's fresh for you. Yeah, uh, but overall, I did really enjoy it. I think tonally, it's 
imbalanced, you know, because they, you know, like some elements I really like and it, it's kind of dark, especially with the ants. I like being in their house. Um, I like the their magic and the way that they are working on, you know, spells or potions or ointments or things like that feels very like real for their mm -hmm. world. So I, I like that a lot. Um, when they go to this, like the 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 school of unseen arts. Yes, the Academy of Unseen uh, Arts. Academy. Some some of that stuff is just very hokey. There's it's very like <laughs> Catholic. Like, yeah, very parochial. Yeah, very yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. The, the the one thing I will say is that this 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 universe has something of something. So it's always like the book of the beast, the academy right. of the unseen. That there's always something is yeah. of something. But yes, it's very parochial. Chilling it's, adventures of Sabrina. exactly. Chilling adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> um, uh, it's very no, parochial. Yeah. It's very. Um, it, it's kind of like Hogwarts. Like it's very <laughs> exactly. Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah, it gives me that. It's very, very that in a horror setting. And, and so it comes with some of, like, the hokey stuff, like, you know, them, like, praying to Satan at bedtime. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, Zelda talks about being the night mother to the children, to, like, the to um, Blackwood's um, babies that are coming. Like, some of that stuff is just a little, like, <laughs> it's just goofy in a way that, yeah. I, that I think tonally messes mm -hmm. with you know kind of something that they build I, i'm curious to see how it continues it's not as dark as the comics <laughs> you know in yeah. the sense that there's a lot of other stuff going on that they've chosen not to adapt to this and i don't know if they ever will um or if they've decided to kind of go in a, a totally different direction because the comic only has like eight or nine issues and we've been waiting a very long time for those follow-up issues mm -hmm. so you know we'll even see if that ever happens and now that they've put the show out there they may abandon the store. I don't know. You know, yeah. like I don't really know what the plan is. I haven't, I haven't read anything. Uh, but they haven't consulted you yet. No, nobody's consulted me, <laughs> but no, overall I do really, really like it. And I can't wait for the next season or mm -hmm. what I guess they, cause they called this part one. So I think it's part two, but it, I think it's part two, but still in the same season. Like it's still the same season. It will be considered one cohesive season. Yeah. But I'm curious it, when it'll come out though, if we'll have to wait till next October or if it'll come out. It might come out sooner. Cause I, I, I have a feeling that they'll try to probably do this as like right before the, whatever deadline it is for the Emmys. Mm -hmm. So that way it can be considered for one. If they're trying, if that's the way they're going to go. Yeah. But I really hope it's sooner rather than later. Do you think, is there anything on there that's Emmy worthy? to you because i don't pay attention to that kind of stuff mm. like oscars when people are like oh it's an oscar performance i'm like Is it? I don't know. not really i mean it's i mean if you if to think that sabrina would be emmy worthy would be to think that riverdale is emmy worthy so yeah. i don't think so but. but but i have heard that people that watch both definitely say sabrina's uh tone is a lot darker and a lot more adult yeah it's it's darker it's more adult it is it is definitely the more it's on netflix though they have more exactly. money and more they have more freedom. more freedom to do what it is that they need to do i like the fact that it's i like the fact that we're getting like a 16 year old sabrina who is actually doing you know like doing the things that like we know that 16 year olds do that no one likes to talk about oh yeah um, definitely. you know outside yeah. of worship satan but you know yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, when I like that she came came up with uh, up in it too. So this isn't this show isn't about like as her journey to witchhood. It's about no, she knows she's a witch. She's been practicing witchcraft her whole life. Mm -hmm. She now just gets to like this is the pull between the mortal and like the witch yeah. world. Yeah, she know? has to commit to something. She has to commit to to that end. Which again, very unfair at sixteen. You know. Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you know at 16? I don't know if you're going to want to be worshiping Satan in your 30s and 40s. <laughs> when Zelda says, like, you know, as a, you know, appreciation for his delicious gifts. I'm oh, like, I know, right? I'm like, oh, delicious. I love it when yeah. people use when it When she that says way. that, too, like, there's so many delicious, mm-hmm. like, things about being a witch, you know. But the one bad thing is, you know, giving up her mortal life. Her mortal life. Her boring Harvey boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> uh, know. Ross Lynch. <laughs> I mean, he's an Lynch. artist. Yes. You know, so. You got to love our good. You got to love Ross Lynch serving like artsy twink realness, you know? Yeah, but like, like artsy lumberjack twink. I, I don't know. know. I, I look weird, at him and I'm just like, I was, odd. I'm like, mm, you're like, you're like a plane ticket to San Diego away from being the next Helix model. You right. know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <laughs> he, um, well, they're in Las Vegas now. Uh-huh. But uh, anyways, he, um. I read a review that was like, oh, you know, they gave him like this artistic thing and, you know, this like brother and this troubled relationship with his dad. The only thing they forgot to give him was a personality. <laughs> like, true. Like Very true. You know, and I'm like, his whole is personality kinda, is that he is worship. He like is in love with Sabrina. With Sabrina yeah. And yeah. he doesn't serve any other purpose, it seems, mm-hmm. except for a, like a conduit. You know, yeah. but I've also read that everybody who or not everybody. Sorry. I've also read from others who have reviewed the show that they feel the same way about Sabrina. Actually, they feel that they they've set up this big feminist conversation and, you know, it's all these great female characters in the show. And she is also just like a conduit for it without doing, mm-hmm. without being uh, as good as maybe she could be, I guess, act- actress wise mm-hmm. or character wise or personality wise. You know, mm-hmm. she's kind of stays in the same way. But that's just things that I've read. Personally, I kind of like I mean, she's 16 years old and trying to figure out a whole lot of stuff. So I think it makes sense that she stays kind of very, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. s- sort of just constantly like, <laughs> yeah, constantly. Just I don't know what like, to do. You know, and you just kind of, you know, vacillating between these two worlds. But, you know, the, the thing about it is that the one thing that she's so sure of is that she's so sure that she should not have to choose. Yeah. And uh, it's brought up in the Feast of Feasts. So, so, by the way, again, if you have not finished binging Sir Chilling Adventures <laughs> of Sabrina, you should not be listening to this because we're spoiling the shit out of it. Right. And we don't care. So you've been warned. <laughs> but, like, when she oh it, when it comes God. into the Feast of Feasts, it's a very interesting thing where it's just like, why are um, I think Prudence says to her, you know, you doubt my um, – why are you so sure in your faith but you're doubting – like you? Oh, you, right. Yeah, yeah like yeah, it's yeah. like you're doubting mine. And I think the larger conversation of that about this whole thing is this idea of the, – the idea of like religion, mm-hmm. no matter the religion, even if it is like, you know, Satanism, it's like it's asking for this kind of unquestioning loyalty and faith. And when you are a young kid and that's all you've been fed your whole life, but you feel like it's you feel like you should want more or it should be different. It's like you you feel like you shouldn't say anything, even though you really want to, because it doesn't feel right. Right. But like, you know, and, you know, inherently, that's also kind of like a very queer feeling as well. When you're talking about, you know, internal nature versus like what religion is telling you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why? Why are you right? But I'm not right. Why is my perception my experience of the world Mm -hmm. less valid than yours Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i i definitely appreciate that that sort of reading i like that um i like that we had that one buffy episode where it was (laughs) it was very monster of the week in the witch house dreams in the witch house with the you know with like everyone's everyone's dreams and it's their worst nightmare i'm pretty sure that was a buffy 
episode as well where they were trapped in the dreams um even the name of the monster even the name of the monster was very uh was very dreamlike um I also love another Buffy thing that I think is a nice homage is that like all of her friends are somehow like supernaturally now have like supernatural gifts. Mm. So, you know, you have um, Roz with the eye and like, you know, little Susie, the cunning, the cunning cunning, uh, little, little boy Susie who has um, like, is now communing with her dead aunt of some sort who wore pants. Um, A boy named Sue. Isn't that a Johnny Cash song? It is a Johnny Cash song. Um, and then, you know, with Harvey being, like, from a family of witch hunters, which is, like, I really hope they explore that more because it's just kind of, like, deduced that, oh, he's the family of rich hunters, but it's not ever really truly confirmed. Like, it's just uh, it's just something Prudence says and then, you know, the other two girls, uh, Agatha and Dorcas, yes, I remember their names, um, they <laughs> say their names. Yeah, Dorcas. Dorcas, I mean, name. Dorcas and Agatha, come on, like, they, the other two girls, they just, like, you know, run with it, but it's never truly confirmed that they're from a family of witch hunters, and not only that, but, like, I was kind of expecting in the Thanksgiving episode that grandpa would actually say we are witch hunters, but he never did. And it totally makes sense in the context of the, it actually is really quite ingenious that like this family of witch hunters would be the ones who control the mine, which is the gateway to say, which is the gateway to hell itself. So like that totally makes sense in, in the context of Greendale. But, but yeah, it's just really interesting how um, they're, I, maybe they're going to save that for part two. Yeah, I, I definitely hope that they explore more and, you know, are able to develop that. And it, that is a nice kind of addition to the story because the comics, it's not, I mean, Harvey is, you know, not even a, really a character at all, mm-hmm. you know, after the first issue or two um, after Sabrina's baptism. So it's it, it's very intriguing what they're what they're sort of setting up. Again, little it can be... a a little contrived at times Mm -hmm. in in that realm. But overall, I, you know, again, like I just think, I think this first season is really setting up a lot of style, you know, kind of establishing the world. Um, They definitely did a lot of really great world building. Yeah, exactly. And then just kind of tucking in these little things that hopefully they will be able to explore throughout, you know, Mm -hmm. the next, you know, however many seasons it ends up, you know, getting. I like that we didn't really get to know, the name of Michelle Gomez's character until the very end. Like we, I know she's Madam Satan because I read Wikipedia. You know, she's Madam Satan because you read the comics, but like for those who are experiencing it for the first time, I kind of like how they held off on it a little bit because it's like, who is this woman that has a boner for the dark Lord and like just daggers for Sabrina. And then they revealed it in a very, I, I really enjoyed the suspense of the final episode. Yeah. I thought it was probably like the... who's she talking to? Exactly. Who's she telling this story to? Yeah. I, I kind of thought that she was talking to Edward. I, I That's I, what Jeff said. I yeah. thought maybe she was just talking to the dead corpse of the kid. <laughs> I don't I was just imagining some dead person. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. That she was just conversing with. <laughs> but uh, I liked it who it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. That was, oh yes, that was satisfying. Also, cousin Ambrose, like I'm so in love with cousin Ambrose. Like he can get it. He can. Yeah, that's a great character, and again, a great. Um, I think we've discussed this at American Horror Story Night stuff. A nice um, cognate for Salem. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if they're not going to. Although it was weird because they made a big thing about not having the familiars be able to speak mm-hmm. because it would have been too much. Because like. 
you know, Aunt Hilda's spiders would have been talking all the time. And, you know, there's a million of those and like all the all the different animals that it would have just been a lot. So it was just easier to have no talking familiars. And then the raven talks at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she breaks his. I was just like, wait, what? Why'd she do that? So mm-hmm. I'm just very confused by like that little scene. So I don't know if they can give them permission to talk. Um, there was an interview where mm-hmm. he taught where um, the director, the, the producer of the show, like did say like, well, he just Salem doesn't talk yet. Mm. So maybe that's something that the witch can grant permission. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because like she did. Yeah. She's like, just say it. Stop yeah. squawking, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe in those moments where they're talking to each other and it's not meant for us, then they it's a language only they understand but then at the at points where it's convenient for us to actually know what the dialogue is that's when it because that's what i got when like you first meet salem and he's like you summoned me and i came and then he's now a cat yeah and then but then he can't talk anymore so i don't know it's just sort of interesting um i'm curious to see how they're gonna mess up ambrose with um his boyfriend because I'm just because like, you know, he, he gets like teleported there and you know, he's all man is like, but I love you. And he's like, Oh, melting. And then I just feel like they're setting Ambrose up for some really big heartbreak. <laughs> Cause I don't think, I think he's such a tragic figure. Like we're not going to make him happy. Like Hilda, like, you know, yeah. this, this entire family is just a family of tragic figures who they, they, you know, they just can't, <laughs> they just can't uh, be yeah, happy. I don't know. I didn't like that whole interaction between them of like how he like called him there and then like trapped him there. I found that really gross mm-hmm. personally. I was just like, uh, especially when he's like, no, my family. And then he's mm-hmm. like, but I love you. And it's like, this, this is very weird. I don't yeah, I, I, still I was, abusive. I was sort yeah. of, very, I was very uncomfortable with that whole thing. I'm yeah. sure a lot of other people watch it go, oh, he loves him. But I'm like, he's like out there trying to like save the rest of the people. Save the rest of the so town. So I think that that is going to probably continue to come up because the Spellmans, regardless of like, because Zelda has a deep, like, a deep affinity for the church, like, the church mm-hmm. and being a high standing member. Her brother was the high priest. You know, they obviously at one time were a very important family. Now they're sort of on the outs. Um, yeah, obviously, Hilda's been excommunicated. Um <laughs> Which again, like just the the sort these sorts of like you know use of like Catholic imagery and and such, um, but regardless, they the the Spellmans obviously feel for the mortal realm and feel for mortals that they're not you know just like cattle. Yeah, and I think that will continue to be like a big thing because I, I I feel that um, Ambrose is the same. Like he wanted mm-hmm. to go back and save the town and help his family, you know, make sure that mortals weren't harmed. And so that's probably will be his kind of thing as, as he continues on, especially if he's going to yeah. be part of the church at night and be like this working at the Academy working there, he's going to have to lose some of this sort of respect. So I think that'll be, you know, a conflict. Yeah. I like, I, I like or the should whole be, be interesting with Zelda being as like kind of this ice cold, you know, <laughs> this ice cold figure this entire time, her decision to like actually save the town where it comes from her um, really surprised me, but it also tracked in her explanation of it. And it's like, no, I believe that we can do better, and this yeah. is how we have to do it. We have to save it down. <coughs> oh, oh, don't bless me, because it's you know we're you know un unbless me or whatever it is. <laughs> your unholies, your un your dishonors. Um, Not here, the spirits got to get in you. Yes, they got to get in there. Um, got to get in there and do some damage. You I know? I did like the the 
when they're calling the different wins and yeah that was a cool that was nice because see it's a family together and i feel like hilda is a lot more powerful than we give her credit for because she managed to ward off all of that like right before um ward off everybody uh right before uh, you know the the red death came oh yeah she was having to protect everybody on her own yeah she's yeah. all like i guess i have to do this by myself well, now and that whole interaction within the store when she stepped in to save Susie from yeah you know, and she's just like talking to and then and she's like, and your friend here who is in lust with you, by the way. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so great. Like she definitely has some really some good scenes. And yeah, I, I think she is more powerful, but she's just sort of beaten down, you know, a little bit by Zelda. I, yeah. I think that she is kind of in the same boat as Sabrina, where like they really want the choice. I don't think she cares that much about being you know, have some kind of special standing in the yeah. church. Their brother died for it. You know, Sabrina's mother was sacrificed to it, basically. You know, yeah. they, their whole lives. So She wanted, she wants Sabrina to have the choice that she wished she had. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think Zelda probably deep down feels the same way, but she's too, oh no, she's too far gone. She's too far gone. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, how diametrically opposed their, their fears are, you know, because it's like she, Hilda's fear is to be forever attached to Zelda and Zelda's biggest fear is to lose Hilda. <laughs> and it's just like, it just shows how, like, how, how desperate they're, <laughs> to separate their their two ideas are because like hilda like wants to move out and get a job and like you know be a contributing member of the town and have an identity outside of being a spellman and like zelda all she wants to do is bolster the name and she wants her sister there yeah and and to be you know part of the coven so i do love her cigarette um her cigarette holder yes it's like it makes me want to smoke Yes. Just because I want to get one. <laughs> like, that is, she's just sitting there smoking. I, I don't know. She just, I love her whole Zelda's 40s glam kind of thing. I mm-hmm. love her whole look. It's very, you know, uh, Veronica Lake, I Married a Witch kind of vibe. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. just uh, love it so much. <laughs> I, I just had to say that. No, it's the fashion I, side yeah. of it. The show looks then, really good. And then, you know, like Ambrose is like wearing pajamas for. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like they said they were looking for, um, like, David Bowie, Jimi Hendrix, you know, on, like, a lounge day. Like, that yeah. kind of blend, which is, I mean, it's perfect. That's it's perfect because exactly. it's, it's, like, the, the like, robes and stuff are very what his age would be in mortal years. Like, it's very, from that period, it's very, it's very anachronistic. Mm. It has, it's very like that, but it's just, like, open and flowy. And yeah, there's a, it. there's an ad right now on Instagram where it's the different, it's the three guys in River, in, um, uh, the three guys in Sabrina that are walking down the hallway of the high school. So, like, Harvey's, like, walking, like, sauntering down with this big smile on his face. And then you have Nick Scratch, who's, like, smoldering and, like, you know, putting his collar up. And then Ambrose is, like, you know, smirking. He winks at you and his, like, he pulls his robe back. And I'm like, oh, just fuck me up, Ambrose. Fuck me, the- <laughs> fuck me right up. Uh, yeah, that little orgy scene. I was like, oh, look at them. All yes, look at this fun. orgy. Yeah. And she's like, jump in or get out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Either you're in or you're out. And prudence, I'm like, prudence. I was like, oh my God. You know, it's just like, and prudence. <laughs> the the orgy is like, a queen cannot be denied. And <laughs> so I was like, mm, not for me. Can I go elsewhere? <laughs> I, I, it, it, I was like, you know, on some level, they played with the idea of maybe Sabrina going. <laughs> 
but maybe Sabrina got in there. But like, you know, I also love how like we're calling out the like thirsty nature of Nick. Nick is like Nick's just a big old slut. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. Well, She's... so is, so is uh, Father Blackwood, but you know. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that guy's got a thing for like punishment and very S and M. Yes. So I I I do enjoy the the those parts of it too mm-hmm. you know just some of that like you know i mean that's i think definitely keeping with like you know the church of saying like free will and hedonism and pleasure and you know all of that i i do like you know they're suing they're suing you know, over the baphomet statue Oh um, yeah, there's it's like copyrighted to them to the Church of Satan, and they don't want to be um, associated with cannibals and um, the stuff that fair uh, enough Netflix is doing. Yeah, which I I get. I actually think the show would be more interesting if they, um, in that respect, actually did adhere a little bit more to like some of the Levee, like mm-hmm. you know Anton Levee concepts within the Church of Satan. I just think it could be, but again, it's kind of like. <sighs> Because they're doing this thing where, like, Satan is also a jealous god and only wants to be loved, like, all of that stuff is really, it's weird, you know, yeah. that doesn't fit. So it's, it, it make it, but, but it does fit in the sense of this is controlled by a group of men who are interpreting their satanic Bible as, Mm-hmm. To fit their own needs. Yeah. You know, so again, who knows what God or the devil should they mm-hmm. on the off chance actually exist, um, actually want. Everything is still channeled through mortals, you know. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I, I do think in this in this case, they've made it clear that like, you know, the Dark Lord wants Sabrina and wants to, you know, own mm-hmm. her. So I, I think it's I, I, I like that. Overall, the show, like what is trying to say, you know, about feminism, about the role of women in in religion, in organizations, in society, you know, I I find very, very fascinating. I was disappointed in the season finale in in the sense that she does sign over, um, even if she's tricked into it or whatever, you know. She becomes, she inherits, she inherits the wind. She gets the power. Yeah. Um, which was cool. I mean, all of that was cool to see and to see her kind of embrace that. But I, I was hoping they were going to set that up a little bit longer because I, I think that that pool is very interesting. And it's not it wasn't just about like, oh, my boyfriend, like, I want to be with my boyfriend. You know, it wasn't coming from that space. It was coming from like I need to save the town. Why? Well, no, but I mean, the choice of not being mm-hmm. of not signing her name in the book and mm-hmm. of, of not, you know, telling Satan he can do whatever the hell he wants to or whenever he wants. And she's at his whim. I mm-hmm. I really like that tension a lot. And I thought that that would play out much longer over this over, over the seasons. Um, so I'm curious to see where it goes now, now that she has signed herself over and yeah. at the end she's walking with her little, which looks very Rosemary in uh, Rosemary's baby. Remember mm-hmm. her like red dress with mm-hmm. the collar and when she's all pregnant and sick, uh, <laughs> with her white hair, which was cool to see cause mm-hmm. Sabrina's always had white hair in the comics. Um, so it, it was neat to see like her coming in and looking very like f- more sure of herself. Yeah. So I, I am, uh, I'm interested in where that story will go. <laughs> yes any final thoughts no fuck me up ambrose right yeah we're just gonna t- um tweet that actor that might day. be the name of this episode right. if i f- forget i also one i also don't like it when they call her brina 
It's weird. I fir- when I when I first saw it, I thought they were calling her Rena, and I I didn't even hear the B. All I heard yeah. was Rena, and I was like Rena, <laughs> Rena. And then it was Brina. I was like, I was like Brina, I- like Brina, the baddest bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, I- it was a little too much. Like you know, uh, like a little rap, like rap from the early yeah. from the early two thousands. Like I'm Brina, the baddest bitch. Yeah, I didn't know really. I, yeah, I. I- if I had a friend named Sabrina, like I'd want to call her Sabrina. Like that's a great name. Like you yeah. don't need to. Cause it's just it's Brina. I don't know. It, it sounds like well, it sounds like Brian. Like, you can't put some pickles in. You can't. You can't like just say Sabrina. Like it's t- Brina. Two syllables. Sabrina. You add one more. Like yeah, I know. We whatever. just can't. It's just how we are. We like to. You know. We like to. We like to have nicknames for each other. Pet names. You don't call Susie Sue. No. I. Hey, listen. I'm just saying. So I'll call Harvey Harv. I get it. Yeah, maybe they will. Ne- maybe next it'll be V. They'll yeah. just call him V. <laughs> it'll be like, hey V, hey V, what up, hey, V Kink? That's what they'll. That's what his thing will be next next year. V Kink. V Kink. Uh, no, that's <laughs> horrible. It's <laughs> awful. V Kink. I like yeah, it. V-kink. It sounds like very like it sounds like a br- grinder profile. Yeah, it it's does. like I'm V Kink. Yeah, yeah. Down. <laughs> Down with an E. Ugh, <laughs> Lord. Anyways, uh, so. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the upcoming movies. We're going to be doing lots of witch stuff. So fun. So uh, stay tuned. Going to be talking about... Uh, yes, we're getting back to our puritanical roots. Power, yes. Power. All right. Well, Joe, as always, lovely to see you. Lovely Have a good see you evening. Too, <laughs> Goodbye. Praise Satan. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.